0: This is an SBS radio podcast, Settlement Guide, information, issues and stories about living in Australia.
1: With lockdowns in Melbourne and Sydney extended, gyms and other training facilities remain off-limits for people. A loss of social connection and restricted time outdoors means it's not just one's physical health, but also mental well-being that may be taking a hit. However, health experts share some strategies to help you stay in good physical and mental health while you wait to enjoy your freedoms again. Tamara Cavanett is a clinical psychologist and the president of the Australian Psychological Society. She says almost every person in Australia has been impacted in some way or has some concerns about the COVID-19 pandemic.
2: When they're in lockdowns, we're hearing lots of issues around fear of the illness themselves, fear of the impact on families concerns about the health system, its capacity to manage what's happening and then also the impact on their day-to-day lives, what they're doing, where they're going, all of the restrictions and then, of course, a lot of online fatigue. And then for those who aren't in lockdown, it's still the uncertainty around what all this means for the future. So a lot of people have had travel plans, career plans interrupted and changed as a result of this. It's had far-reaching effects.
1: Cecile Sai, a volunteer speaker for Beyond Blue, had depression in the past, which she overcame through psychotherapy. As a result, she's very aware of her emotions now. She's living in Parramatta, one of the local government areas with a higher number of COVID-19 cases and therefore tighter restrictions. She says she's been getting very anxious at times.
3: I think it's very important to recognize that we're just humans, right? I feel like sometimes I put this additional pressure on myself to be okay and that shouldn't be the case and I have to understand, be aware of what I'm feeling and especially as I live in one of those uh, LGAs of concern, the lockdown in Sydney has been extended I think three times now and so there was at one point that I was getting excited about the lockdown ending and then it got extended so there are definitely days when it's a bit more challenging
1: Mrs. Tsai said that at some point during this lockdown, she became so scared of contracting the virus that she didn't leave the house for two weeks straight.
3: There was one time actually that I stopped going outside and I love going outside. I used to go to the park almost every day and at one point I stopped going outside. I, I didn't even want to go to the shops I think it's because of that fear of, you know, people are talking about like all these increases in um, the COVID cases. I just started getting paranoid and obviously that wasn't helpful and I have to at least being brave enough to go to the park. So for me, going to the park was, um it was just a, a release as well.
1: Dr. Kavanagh says people can become addicted to finding out the latest updates on social media and watching the news all the time, but it may actually make them feel worse.
2: One thing that I really think that people should consider is um, how their use of the news is whether it's helpful or unhelpful. So look at whether it's making you more anxious or lowering your mood and how many hours that you are actually spending checking in on news The other element is considering the use of social media. So the big like, thing that I would tell anyone is look at how what you're doing is impacting you. If it's getting too much and getting you down, then consider disconnecting from some of those devices for a little bit of time to give yourself some mental space.
1: Grant Blaschke is the lead clinical advisor for Beyond Blue. He says it's important for people to focus on what
0: they can control. Focus on what you control. What are the things in your life that you can actually control? Try and keep a bit of routine, exercise, getting enough sleep, looking after your relationships. Make sure that you're booking in regular web chats or phone calls with family or friends that we wake up in the morning and you go, okay, how good can we make today? I think structure is really important. 11 a.m. I'm going to go for a walk. 12 o'clock, I'm going to ring my mother. So it has a sort of a a flow to it rather than just open-ended.
1: Dr Blaschke, who has been a GP for 25 years, says it's important not to forget about preventive health checks. He says being able to clearly separate between private life and work for those who work from
0: home is
1: also crucial.
0: With work and home boundaries, many people are working from home which is fine, but the risk is that it can become like you're living at work so that the work keeps creeping into your life with emails and you never feel like you're off the hook. What I like to do and I recommend is that you create a very explicit boundary about when is work and when is home life.
1: Dr. Cavanagh says physical exercise is very important during the COVID-19 restrictions, not just for your physical health, but also for improving your mental health.
2: We do know that exercise has huge implications for mental health, and it's one of those things you'd kind of want to keep going, or if you haven't done before, start up. So look at new ways that you can exercise and participate, look at how... Your mind works when it exercises, what makes it feel good, what it enjoys, going for walks, runs. Movement is one of those things that you really want to keep because it's your connection to the way things work, but it's also the fact that it can be really helpful for maintaining endorphins and just improving overall mental health.
1: Cassandra Zoki is a doctor and professor of medicine at the University of Melbourne. She's the author of a newly released book titled Secrets of Women's Healthy Ageing. The book has published the findings from a unique study that has focused on the health of more than 400 women in their mid to late lives over the past 30 years. Professor Zoki says the study shows that daily exercise improved people's biological health. In
3: 30 years of our research, whilst we were expecting the intense exercises, gyms and swimming and these kind of structured exercise to do better, interestingly, over 30 years, we found the people that did the best were people who did activity seven days a week. And it did not have to necessarily be intense activity. A person who walked every day for 45 minutes to an hour did just as well as long as they were doing it seven days a week. So don't stress if you're not getting that intense exercise you're used to, but just keep active every day.
1: Dr. Blaschke explains that another really important thing to pay attention to is the diet.
0: In a way, the psychology in our mind says, "Okay, I am being really restricted. Where can I get some pleasures? So that means it's very easy to overeat or some people are drinking a lot of alcohol at the moment as well. You know, while we are all a bit stressed, make it easy for yourself to make good decisions. Don't leave unhealthy food sitting around. Just try not to even have them in the house. By the time you're hungry or feeling stressed, it's almost too late.
1: Cecile Tsai says the pandemic has made her appreciate more the things that she used to take for granted, like a chat with a friend or going to the movies. She says it's also brought her closer to some people that used to be strangers.
3: I used to go to the gym regularly, and there were a lot of people in the gym that I never got to talk to. During the lockdown, because everyone was forced to do the online classes, and now you see their faces and their names, I feel like I actually got closer to some people through the lockdown. I found out what they do for jobs. I never, never used to do, know all of these things, and you get to know their names, their faces.
1: Mrs. Sai has been exercising daily and has started painting, finding a new passion during the pandemic.
0: This was an SBS radio podcast. For more settlement guide stories, visit sbs.com.au/slash radio.